Hello, welcome back to Lifehouse Church Spiritual Warfare Podcast. My name is Ben Hobson. I'm getting really good at this, aren't I? You are. You're sounding so schmick. Oh, thank you. And I'm with David Thomas. <laughs> how, are you do- how-, how are you doing, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not schmick at all. <laughs> you touched me with the unschmick stick. <laughs> um, we're actually doing this podcast sort of in advance. I'm leaving tomorrow night. I'm taking about a, a, a day's worth of journeying, going up to the Northern Territory to fish for Barramundi with my dad and brother. I'm so excited to do that. So we're kind of speaking to you into the future yes, at the moment, yeah. which is pretty cool. Well, well, what you'll notice how gracious I am of saying, Ben, you must enjoy yourself, instead of, oh, I'm going to miss it. I wish I was going. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Unsh- <laughs> yeah, unschmick me now. <laughs> Look like a grizzly guts uh, to uh, podcast land. I tell you what, it, I've never, I'm not a big fisherman but i'd love to go up there and fish one day yeah you should see them they're like the barramundi i don't know you can type it in it's pretty hard to spell actually type them into google they're huge fish big as a man and they (laughs) fight so excited so excited to be going so we're actually just continuing straight on from what we discussed last week which was the weapons platforms and we were looking at the deceit of balaam and you're going to have to help me out here something of cain and cora yep yep uh the way of Way of Cain and uh, Korah's rebellion, and then we touched on these five ways that the devil will use to attack you. No, we haven't touched no. on them. We, we no, you mentioned did. them. Yeah, mentioned. That's yeah. why we touched them. Oh, okay, Same sorry. Thing. But we're going to extrapolate on yeah. that towards the end. David's going to really ram home exactly what he means when he says five things. These five little things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go into what are we doing first? We're gonna we're gonna continue on. In uh, stripping aside the structure of the weapons platform of Balaam. So how to recognize someone that's operating with the teachings of Balaam. And can I ask one more thing on top of that? Mm. Are you going to talk about what to do when you recognize that? Well, that will come when we start analyzing and doing weapons comparisons and dealing with it. But once 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 you start to understand the system or the structure, you as a you as a mature Christian will be able to start looking at how to neutralize this kind of teaching yeah because a lot of this stuff hides itself behind religiosity yes phariseeism yes and you can identify through there and once you start picking up how it operates you'll be able to neutralize it in its tracks yeah i just didn't want people to sort of Mm. be like recognize it and yell out balaam and (laughs) get like a cross and splash holy water on him and stuff you know it works (laughs) (laughs) no it doesn't work (laughs) it's not a way it's not a christian weapon (laughs) that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, claws on there you don't want to just see that happen all over churches across the world (laughs) the 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 other church of the seven churches this this teaching uh, comes up in three of the churches. The first church it comes up in is Ephesus, which we dealt with last week. Yes, and it's called the, the Nicolaitans. The second church it comes up in is is the Church of Pergonum in Revelation chapter two, twelve to seventeen. So you can go and read that passage of scripture here. Now, if there is ever a church that really has gone through the fire, it's this church. I mean, there's been martyrdom in this church. Yeah. And, and, and and to the extent that the reward that Jesus gives these people is that he gives them his name <laughs> you know, as, 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 as for what they're going into. And um, these guys didn't even flinch in the eyes of that high level of, of 
real strong demonic attack against them. I mean, we've got a lot of podcast listeners in countries, Middle Eastern countries, countries that are Islamic that are that are downloading these podcasts. And I would, I would say that they would be and and in communist countries as well. Yeah, where it's in, really in the Far East. These 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 are the Christians where this is the kind of Christian that that we're talking about in Pagonum here. That this is yeah. what they faced. They they literally had to put their life on the line to be a Bible a Bible believing Christian, yeah. a follower of Jesus Christ. Which is so. I mean, this is something that's on my heart a lot, and I just you know just to sidetrack a little bit, but I just. I get sick and tired of when people come into church and complain about the air conditioning being up a notch too high. Like, I'm just like, come on, people in China seriously get martyred for their beliefs. And it's, yeah. it's, there's no comparison there. It's like, I don't know, our comfortability well, is our worst. Yeah, let me, let me say, let me say that um, on the, on the opposite side, it is, it is as difficult to, become a Christian in a society where your every, every woman desire and pleasure can be met without opposition. Yeah, that's that's very true, yeah. To 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 stand up in that face. And that's what the the um the Laodicean church faces. Okay, but the Pagonum here, yep. we see the teaching of Balaam coming through as the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. So we meet them in Ephesus and now we, we meet them again. Now, what you got to remember is the distance between these churches is not that great. So it's like covers a very small area in terms of geographical area. And um, what these guys did was these guys came in and they tried to persuade Christians that there's nothing wrong with conformity to the world. All right. There's nothing wrong with you being the same as the person in the world. Now, here's the warning. If you are not prepared to be biblically different... Don't start the Christian journey whatsoever. Mm. Oftentimes, and this is what we've we've experienced in our church, is that you know we want to be biblically different. We want to be we want to live the biblical level and standard in our society of opulence, abundance. Yep. You know, just the society where we live in in the Western world. And what we have found is that there's there were there were some within us in in our ranks that. What, didn't want to be different. Yeah, and 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 that caused a friction. Yeah, it did. Which which caused casualties. Yes, you know, and 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 we've had to go through many many battles to maintain the integrity of the biblical principles of how a disciple should be living in the church. Yeah. Um, so what I'm saying right off the bat here is, if you are not prepared to be different from the world, just leave the church right now. Okay, but here in Pagonum, if you, you 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 had to know that you were going to be different because your life was 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 would hang in the balance in the society that you're in. Um, even though now, just a little side thing here. Even though we are called to be different, I mean, Paul says in two Corinthians six, "Come out from from them, be separate," says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. The difference does not involve separation. Or the abdication of our Matthew 28 commission to be in the world, discipling the world. To 1 Corinthians 9, 22. To the weak, wanting in discernment, I became weak, Paul says. You know, uh, wanting in discernment. 
that I'm at win the weak and over scrupulous. You know, I have in short become all things to all men that I might by all means, at all costs, and in every way, in every way, save some by winning them to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. My job as a disciple is to get along the side the unsaved, you know, and allow the Holy Spirit to work through me to convict them of sin, lead them to salvation, and then teach them what Jesus has taught me. That's my job. Now, as far as I'm concerned, I will not compromise my level to that of the world. Yeah. I will not compromise the level that Christ has given me to that of the world. And so So like for instance if you wanted to go talk to drunk people who have problems with alcohol, you wouldn't yourself go and get drunk and wasted in order no, to better and relate I won't, to them. And I won't talk to them while they're drunk either. Yeah. You know, I won't even engage them. I won't waste my time because I'd have forgotten what I was saying in the morning. Hmm. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll speak to you in the morning, and if you, in your sober condition, you want to talk to me about the things of God, I'll talk to you. Hmm. You know, um, but I will not compromise, and that's a very good illustration. I will not compromise. Um, the the ministry, the fivefold ministry that Jesus Christ has given, and you can read this in Ephesians chapter four, verse eleven, sixteen, is there to bring the saints to maturity, to become like Jesus. You know, so there's that level, that standard that we need to operate. Now, the fault of the Nicolaitans was that they wanted to follow a policy of compromise to save themselves from trouble. Right, yeah. Okay. okay? Now, this is important. This is what Jesus says. I will go to war with them. That's what he says. I will go to war with you. Which is not a war that you are likely to win. <laughs> <laughs> With all that we are learning about warfare in this series, I, those are words that would I'd, I'd curl up in a ball and repent. Yeah, well, in fetal position until like he left to send an angel to uncurl me and, and, and fear not me and, and, and get me up because I wouldn't want the Lord Jesus Christ to come at me and say, I'm going to go to war with you. Yeah. Because I'm in that compromised position. Mm. Yeah. Um, so his wrath is not directed against the whole church of Thyatira, but his wrath is directed against that specific element which is trying to seduce the church in Thyatira to compromise so that this external threat can be just done away with. Okay? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what happened in Thyatira. That's where. That's how that thing manifests in Thyatira, which is another church. Which is another. Which is uh, no. Sorry, Pergonum. Pergonum. Yeah, I'm going to Thyatira. Okay, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, what you got to remember is that judgment actually begins in the house of God. Now, when God starts to move out and impact the society, He first gets His house in order. He shakes what can be shaken, and it's going to get shaken. And we have experienced that. Um, you know, where, where, where this couple have been committing this adultery for the whole of 2009. And, 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 and there was a sense around the church that there was something wrong. And then we had that sealer document where the church went before the Lord for the whole month of November in 2009. And one of the prophetic words that were given was, you know, everything, every, everything coming into the church is good, it's healthy, but there's a blockage. And suddenly, bang, a judgment gets expressed, exposure takes place. Yep. And, and, and and this wasn't by confession, this was by exposure and judgment yep. that took place because God want we, we you know, we came before the Lord and said, Lord, use us. He says, Okay, and he begins to prepare the church. He prepares you first. Yeah. 
uh, for this. And so we need to be very, very conscious of people who want to make us compromise, lower lower biblical standards to make life easier for them. Yep. That's that's one of the disguises of Balaam. Nicolation. Yep. That's, <laughs> um, that's, yeah, well, that's, that's everywhere, isn't it? Yes, it is. That's, yeah. All right. So start picking up on that, I guess, is what you'd say to podcast then, wouldn't you? Start to really notice when a person is trying to do that, when they're, because in a lot of churches that I've heard of, and not to say anything bad against the church, but a lot of sin just gets sort of swept underneath yep. the rug. And they just sort of walk over it and they say, that's fine. Don't worry mm. about it. You're saved by grace and just sweep it under the rug mm. to make life easier, avoid confrontation. It's important. I would like to avoid confrontation. So <laughs> it's in my strengths document. <laughs> I love to avoid confrontation. But sometimes Man, it's so necessary. We, we have to do it. We have to do it. Yeah. All right, next one. Is that what we're going on to? Jezebel. Ah. <laughs> Jezebel. Jezebel. Wait, Jezebel, is Jezebel, because we were talking about um, the Tower of Babel, is Jezebel the Babel no, chick? No, no, no. Oh. Jezebel, Jezebel is the wife of King Ahab, daughter of Ethbal. Oh, well, I've got, Sidon. My, I've got my stories really. Ahab's the guy who drove He's Moby Dick into the... See, right? Well, I wouldn't know. I never read that story. Haven't you? No, Maybe no, Dick it's one story really read. good. They just go wailing for <laughs> for a whole book and then it ends. It's awesome. Uh, go on, I'm sorry. Thyatira, Church of Thyatira, Revelation chapter 2, verse 18 to 22. The longest letter of the seven letters to the most unimportant city, but the message of the letter is far from unimportant. So here's the warning. Here's the warning. Um, a church doesn't a crowded church full of energy full of what could be life does not always equate or equal life mm. okay yep so you need to really really be discerning use use the gift of the discerning of spirits to if you're coming into a church and you're joining a church to look carefully to what God wants you to see and what God wants you to do because the crowd and the energy is not is not what you should be looking at. You should be looking at the spirit of the church. Yep. You should be looking at the message of the church. Looking at the standards of the church. Yep. All right. Um, it's possible the church gets crowded because they want to come to get entertained instead of being trained, or instead of being instructed, or instead of being discipled. Uh, come along and get soothed, like you say. Mm. You know, oh, yeah, Jesus' grace is sufficient for you, and it is. Mm. So we just sweep the sin under the carpet. No, there's no carpet in heaven. <laughs> Streets of gold, but no carpet well, in see, heaven. see, Jesus doesn't want to, he doesn't want to just give grace. He wants yeah. to help you break that and come out of that and repent from that and be healed of that. You exactly, know? exactly. So anyway, Thyatira, sent, the, the trouble with Thyatira is it all centers around a woman called Jezebel. Jesus actually calls the woman Jezebel. A lot of speculation about who Jezebel is. I'm not going to go into that now. But there is a woman called Jezebel. And she is she claims to be a prophetess. Not surprising. And uh, she's probably walking around the church saying, God told me this, 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 and this. Which puts authority on what she or he says. 
And that means that what they say cannot be questioned or judged or examined. Because if you question, judge, or examine what thus saith the Lord saith. Oh, you're questioning God. You're questioning God. God told me that you have to give me a foot massage. Yes. And when health freezes over, you will get that foot <laughs> massage. <laughs> My wife won't give them to me either. She hates feet. <laughs> My feet are beautiful. I have beautiful feet. Check them out. Perfectly manicured. Yeah, uh, I will not say what my feet look like. No, All I don't right. want to. I don't want to make the podcast heave, world heave. Yeah, yeah. Simultaneously, <laughs> yeah. the world throws up. But no, uh, what what we what I meant by that was, you know, God called me and said, "Oh, you have to massage my feet." Yeah. And what I'm yeah. trying to say, in a in a funny sort of way, is, you know, you can't question that. God told me exactly. Massage my feet, darn it. Exactly. And if I'm if I don't do that, I'm in rebellion. You're in trouble. I'm gonna go to the the deacon and this is a classic religious spirit operation this is how it operates now this woman is called Jezebel Jesus calls her Jezebel and obviously why he does that is because she manifests the characteristics of the original Jezebel now the original Jezebel stands for a woman that is evil alright she marries Ahab in Kings first Kings so you can read about Jezebel in Kings um of all women, she's a woman. Her reputation, just her name, we is associated it today. Yeah. Associated with with whoredom, harlotry, yep, evil, um, deceit, wickedness of any kind. And so she's the daughter of, as I said, Ethbal, king of Sidon. He was a priest of Baal. So now you got an Israeli king going over to marry a priestess of Baal, and she brought over all her religious. Wait, wait, wait! Was Baal garbage. the Tower of Babel guy? Baal is, is, is the oh, god they worshipped. Oh, okay, right? yeah, okay. And that comes from the guy whose name I still can't remember. <laughs> the hunter. Nimrod, Nimrod, oh, Nimrod, yeah. Nimrod, Nimrod. Ooh, yeah, there we go. Well done. And, and, and you know, when, when I give my teaching on the trees and the root of the trees, remember? It goes back, right back there to Satan. Yep. And um, so anyway, she, now listen carefully to me. She did not want to eradicate the prophets of Yahweh. Mm-hmm. All right? She wanted them to add Baal to their worship style. Okay. Now, when they refused, she obviously killed them. Do you see the pattern emerging? So, Balaam, uh, Nicolaitans, you know? Add to. Yeah. Rub away that separation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Right. Okay. She kills the prophets of 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 the Lord. She supports four hundred prophets of Baal. Ahab's evil motivator, the genius. Um, um, there's a brilliant book out by. Um, it's called Snakes in the Temple by. There it is. There, uh, David Orton. Yep. Uh, and, and, and one of the middle chapters there talks about the interaction between the spirit of Jezebel and the spirit of Balaam. Really, the spirit of control and spirit of religion and, and, and how it works within a church. And it's, it's, a, it's a good book. I like uh, a, a good A good chapter in that book. I really like that. Um, and so her legacy, her legacy is harlotry. Harlotry and witchcraft. Now, what does this weapons platform look like? In the church, 
She does not want to destroy the church. She okay? wants to change the church. Exactly. She wants to bring new ways into the church. Uh, ways that are actually destructive to the faith. All right? And right, okay. What she now starts to do is she st- in, in this context in the, in, in Thyatira is she is a woman that is accused of eating meat offered to idols and committing fornication. Those two things, those two things you can trace all the way back right to the Tower of Babel, right to Noah. The committing of worship to false gods and mixing it up with illicit sex. It's, it, it underpins everything that the enemy has. And then you say, in the last podcast, the two things for the Gentiles were exactly those two things? Exactly those two things. Exactly those two things. The Nicolaitans were teaching it that there's, there's, there's no reason why Christians should not come to terms with the world. Right? Balaam promoted sexual promiscuity. Jezebel's coming in and saying, eat meat offered to idols and being sexually promiscuous. Can we just touch on that? Because you did say that you would sort of, you know, go into depth about why they're eating of meat that's offered to idols is bad. And what does that look like nowadays in the church now? Because we don't, there, we don't exactly offer meat to idols as people. You know what I mean? Okay. <clears throat> I'll... I'll, I'll you want to get into that later? No, 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 no. This is that is a very good question, and I'm going to build up into it right now. Okay, good. Okay, cool. Now, where does where now in this time? All right, in this time, where this when this letter was written, probably. Uh, let me just try and put a time frame on it. Now I'm scratching my head with regards to my Bible college training. Let's say between. 20, 30 years maybe between the Council of Jerusalem to the letter this letter being written, possibly a bit more. I stand under correction, all right? Yeah, um, someone email us. Soon. Yeah, I stand <laughs> under correction. He's got it wrong. If I've got it wrong, but the church, the, the Council of Jerusalem said, abstain from food sacrificed to idols. So abstain from food that goes in to a false temple. Why? And abstain from sexual immorality. Now, in Thyatira, this has a massive effect on the business of people, everyday business. Because this, this instruction from Jerusalem effectively separated the Christian from the social interaction and business interaction of the city. All right? Because the social gatherings involved temple worship. Mm. Everything was centered around the temple worship. You know, if you get invited out, come and have a dinner with me at the temple. That's where you go and hang out. That's where you go and hang out. Trade unions or trade guilds always had their occasions of fellowship and business at the temple. Yeah, right. Of the various different gods. All, remember, you can trace them all back to the same one. Mm-hmm. And um, so there was a common meal that was at the at the center of their practice, and this was done in a heathen temple, and obviously this was offered to idols and associated with the worship at the in those heathen temples were temple prostitutes, sexual promiscuity, all that took place, and so what the church came along and said is, don't participate in that. Come out from that. 
Mm. You know, and so if you abstain from that, you are cutting yourself off from a guild, from a from a trade union. Yeah. Just have to switch on the news now and see how crazy it is in America, where where the governors in Wisconsin is fighting the trade unions and they go nuts. You know. Mm. You you oppose a trade union and they all come out of the woodwork and they all go nuts. I'm not saying looking not looking after the workers is 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 um, wrong, but there is an excess coming in there. And what happened in this context is that it separated the Christian businessman and the Christian employee from the trade union, which met and fellowshiped and worshipped together in the temple. Right. Okay. All right. Now Jezebel comes along. And she says to the Christians, hey, you don't need to do that. I'm a businesswoman. You're a businessman. You're an employee. You're an employer. Come on, man. Let's go party. Let's go. Let's go. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And, 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 and so on the grounds of protecting her business, she brought compromise into the church using her prophetic title, probably. Thus mm. saith the Lord. Yeah, right. Okay. Now, that's a huge one to watch out for. Yeah. It's false prophets. Oh, big time. Which is deception and false prophets. Deception in the last days will be on the rise. Okay. okay. I'll be giving in time teachings one of these days. Yeah, Once yeah, I finish yeah. this, I want to go on to my You're looking teachings. forward to it, aren't you? I am. I'm already starting to prepare in the yeah. background. David's <laughs> biggest passion spiritual warfare and eschatology. Yeah. I got that name right, right? Eschatology. Yeah, did. Awesome, thanks. I know your record and what you are doing, your love and faith and service and patient endurance, and that your recent works are more numerous and greater than your first ones. But I have this against you. You tolerate the woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess, claiming to be inspired, and who is teaching and leading astray my servants and beguiling them into practicing sexual vice and eating food sacrificed by idols. Um, It's interesting to compare the method that Jezebel uses here to Babylon, the woman Babylon, the great harlot in Revelation 17 and 18 and and, and her commercial driven approaches to the kings of the world. Mm. It's very interesting. Anyway, what what is interesting here is in verse 24 it says, but to the rest of you in Thyatira who do not hold this teaching, who have not explored and known the depths of Satan as they say I tell you that I do not lay upon you or any other fresh burden so Jesus comes along and says you know for the rest of you you, you, you're not holding to the deep teachings of Satan the mysteries of Satan so this woman was claiming to be a prophetess she's a teacher in the church and she's a probably a financial contributor in the church yeah and she's activating the church into the deep teachings of Satan now, if you go and look at deep teachings or mysteries, we get initiated into the mysteries of God, mm. the deep teachings of God from the Spirit. You know, the Spirit teaches and the Spirit who knows the inner teaching, inner, inner knowledge of God is in us, teaching us the inner, inner workings of God. We know the deep things of God. This woman is getting these Christians to plunge the deep teachings of Satan. Deceiving them. Deceiving them into it by saying, this is the Lord. This is God. What is Balaam? Carrying or saying you carry spiritual authority and preaching from that spiritual authority for gain. Mm. And there it is. 
So you're getting the same weapons platform being used in, in, in three different churches and it's inside the church. Yeah. It's not outside the church, okay? It's really inside the church and you gotta be you really you really gotta watch for this. So what is what is uh, and unless you don't want to speak on this now, but what is the sacrifice or eating the food that is sacrificed to idols? What does that look like in modern day church? Is there any sort of you know what I mean? Is it going out and 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 partaking in things of the world? Okay. To a point, do you know what I mean? If I if I had to um, promote this teaching, yep, and use the authority, or say I'm using the authority of God, what I will be doing is I will be coming to you, and this is one of the five things that I want to teach people probably today quickly <laughs> is I will take away from God or I'll make you question God's goodness. All right. Anything that becomes an idol, anything, anything that takes your major focus, that's not God is an idol. Yep. And so I can, I can promote, I can promote ministry as an idol. I can promote, yes church yeah as an idol An- yeah. anything 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 goes yep I can come along to you and get you to compromise the things of God so that your life becomes easier so for, say for example you come along to me as the pastor of the church and you say to me well brother you know I'm, I'm facing the situation in my business and this has happened to me as a young pastor and uh, a businessman came to me and said, "Well, oh, I'm facing something in, 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 in business here. And <laughs> funny, it was twice in one church by two different businessmen. <laughs> and I was young, so they were very condescending to me. Yes, of course. Um, but, I have, but to survive in business, I have to work with business practices. Yeah, okay. I've you heard know? this happening too. Yeah, you know, and, and, and basically give me your rubber stamp. And the tithe will keep coming in. Yep. That's the Nicolaitan way. That's the Balaam way. That's the Jezebel way. The teachings of Balaam. Compromise. Compromise. Right. Compromising the standard of God. In other words, uh, like a businessman coming in and saying, oh, um, I have to operate that way because to, to, to make ends meet. No, you need to trust God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have to do a shoddy job on a piece of plumbing because I don't have enough money to make the rent for next week. No. Yeah. Don't compromise. We have to go on to these five things, I think, is what we need to hit on yep. next because we don't have much time. Okay. Yeah, so David was talking about five. Oh, I don't know. I don't have my notes anymore. Where's my <laughs> note? Oh, that's your note. Five, what did you... You had a good checkpoints. Yeah, five checkpoints. Five checkpoints. If you hold your hand up, Five fingers, for those of you who've got five fingers in your hand, or four fingers and a thumb if you want to argue the point. I do think it's a thumb finger. <laughs> I want to... No, go on. All right. Now, five checkpoints of how the enemy is going to come in against you. Number one, you stick up your thumb. Number one, one aim. So you one, one finger up, one aim. Satan has one aim, and that is to destroy you without fighting. Yeah, we've talked about this. We've talked about this extensively. Yeah. He, he wants you. He wants you whole. He wants you asleep. He wants you bound, to bind yourself. He doesn't want to engage you, and that's his aim. He wants to, to avoid confrontation. He wants to win without fighting. He's scared of you. Yep. 
two two fingers up all right the method that the devil uses to get you to sin two things here one question god's word two question god's goodness three fingers up point number three three tactical targets body soul spirit trying to get you to sin Mm -hmm. and he'll use point two to get activate point three he will always use those three tactical targets coming in at you four weapons platform okay weapons platform is a platform on which he's going to attach weapons camouflage them to come in specifically to hammer you or to hammer your group to hammer your small group to hammer your church yep and five wrap your hand up in a fist bringing it to bear how he wraps all of this up bringing it to bear and he hits you with it what the, what does the attack look like now obviously point number five we'll deal with a little bit later so we're dealing with four at the moment mm-hmm. those are the checkpoints cool and do you want to you just want to touch on them briefly you don't want to no get... that's it that's it that's it just remember those five things just remember those five just, things just memorize those five things get them in there they're simple they, they're self-explanatory one aim what's his aim oh, I've forgotten already <laughs> I'm not even kidding Ben <laughs> <laughs> well I gotta be on top of like the time and everything and I'm all distracted and one, His aim is one. to win without fighting. I was going to say, not make excuses. Yeah. <laughs> win without fighting, number one. Two. Uh, method. Method. Make you sin. He will make you sin. And then three... No, two. What are the two sins he's going to come at you uh, with? Compromise, uh, get you to question God's word and God's, God's goodness. goodness. Yeah. Three. three was... Three points. One is one point, two is two points, three is three points. What was Tactical three? targets. Tactical targets. Body, soul, it. spirit. Body, soul, spirit. Areas. Yeah, so one, two, three, three. Four weapons platform. Weapons platform. That's how he'll construct a weapons platform to hit you in these other yep. areas. And he'll wrap this all up around the weapons platform and come in at you and attack Bring you. it to bear. Yeah. I did all right. I remembered like half of it. But that just speaks to, you've got to practice this, guys. <laughs> just get it in. Get it. Just like practice the five it. factors. Yeah. Memorize the five factors. You know, once you get this, the, 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 what's in it, go through it once or twice, memorize the five factors, and then learn how to bring it to bear. That's what you've been talking about since, like, one or two, introduction. And then the second one, where you were talking about tactics that are just inherent, like you just know it, and it just mm. comes out of you naturally, that sort of tactic. Is that right? Mm. Yeah. I remember stuff you say. <laughs> <laughs> Except when I put you under pressure. Yeah, I know. I just, <laughs> under pressure, my steam comes out of my ears, and I... Glow beetroot red, you guys can't see it. Alright, we'll wrap it up there, David, if you if you're happy to wrap it up. You anything else you want to say? Yeah, in a, in the next couple of days you can you you'll be able to go and see Ben's picture up on our on, on our Fight Club webpage. We've just just had our photo shoot. Oh yeah. And uh, the Fight Club team that runs the boot camp, I'm gonna be constructing a page for them and hopefully cool. launching it within the next two weeks. So I'll be on there. That's you'll right. I was there. at that photo shoot. <laughs> I'm the one with the big orange beard. Which is gonna get shaved off in a week. Yeah. I grew the beard for the fishing trip to look like a proper bushman. And then my wife, is, every time I say, uh, after the fishing trip, it's going. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll wrap it up. Uh, as always, check out our website, www.life-house.net. And there's heaps of other resources there to get in touch with um, our church. It's just sermons and also more spiritual warfare stuff. And the sermons are awesome at the moment. There's heaps of new um, preachers and pastors coming up through the ranks that David sort of, what do you call them? Newbies? Newbies, yeah. Preachlets. Preachlets. Eaglets. Eaglets. Preachlets. New guys, I'm one of these new guys, so 
go and check out our sermon podcast as well. But other than that, we'll see you next week. Have a great time, guys. See you.